and a lot of the conversion happened in the last 50 years. So this African scholar uh, Makaw Mutua says, it's very strange that the human rights regime facilitates this conversion war. Now we go back to this notion of what is freedom of religion, right? The human rights regime says that missionaries coming to convert you, that is freedom of religion. Your ability to say no to them is a denial of freedom of religion. This is the crux of the problem. This is the crux of the problem. Freedom of religion has been defined by the aggressors rather than the native people. So this guy says, the human rights regime incorrectly assumes a level playing field by requiring that African religions compete in the marketplace of ideas. Remember the, the, the proselytizing view is that religion is a market, competitive marketplace of ideas. So then uh, just like we are converting, you can come convert us, right? So, but the, the fact is that is not true. How many missions are Nagas sending to America? to convert them to Nagaism. They are not, because it doesn't make sense to them, it's nonsense. So that's the asymmetry of doctrine. So the rights corpus not only forcibly imposes on African religions the obligation to compete, a task for which as non-proselytizing, non-competitive creeds, they are not historically fashioned, but also protects the evangelizing religions in their march towards universalization. It seems inconceivable that the human rights regime would have intended to protect the right of certain religions to destroy others. So this is the, this is the central problem. The central problem is that are the Banjaras resourced enough to fight the, the evangelism war? Right? They, they, are, they are a community, they are following their traditions, they are doing their dance, they are doing their music. They have not sent people to study what are the missionaries doing. They have not sent people to America to, to research the, the structure of Christianity. But the, the other side has done that. The other side has sent people, they've sent researchers, they've studied them, they've figured out what their weak spots are, figured out what the conflict is. And one of the best ways for evangelism is you, conclude, you create conflict within the group. So you, you, this is the fault line. Right? This is where the Breaking India story also comes in because you, you, you exacerbate the fault lines. You deepen the fault lines. So when the, con so when the conflict arises and then you say, oh, you are being oppressed, you make somebody the oppressor, you make somebody the oppressed, and then you can, that, that way you can say, no, 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 your traditions are actually oppressive. And the way to save you is to get out of, reject these traditions and go, go forward. So all of that narrative comes to serve the conversion war. This is, the, this is the main reason for the narrative. In fact, one of the, the whole feminist narrative is also part, part of that. Um, I had tweeted that, you know, one of the biggest NGOs, uh, so-called women's rights NGOs, Ranjana Kumari runs, is completely funded by church groups coming, coming from Europe, Interchurch Collective and other people are funding it. And she's the biggest person who's arguing for uh, women's uh, right to pray at Sabarimala. Now, no, 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 it's very strange. Why would the church that regards Sabarimala as satanic, that regards Murti Puja as satanic, be funding somebody for a right to pray at that satanic place? Right? So, because the point is not about right to pray at all. The idea is to attack the tradition so that the faith of the common people in that tradition gets broken. Right? 
and so you use all these different pretexts, you use women rights somewhere, you use animal rights somewhere, you use child rights somewhere, you use all this structure, but the aim is to, to create this, this barrier. And one of the things they also identified was one of the reasons why the church started fem funding feminist movements. Imagine the feminist movement is, of course, in conflict with the church. It came, it came across, in the West, it came across as the, the biggest critic of the church was coming from the feminist movement. I mean, the, the Catholic church was literally burning um, witches that they called strong women in the community, medicine women. They, they killed hundreds and thousands of women in Europe who were strong, spiritually rooted midwives and other women, healing women. So that church is now coming and funding feminist movement. What is the, what is the story behind it? One of the things that they realized was that uh, the women are actually central to the propagation of Hindu traditions. The Hindu traditions are actually carried by the women. And so they figured that if they attack the Hindu traditions as anti-women, as that, then if you could take the women uh, against that tradition, then the conversion war becomes much easier. So this is again part of the strategy, very, very well thought out strategy. And that is why they are funding these so-called rights group uh, in India.